Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, welcome to episode six of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here with Derek. Yo. And with Dan. That was much better than the Barrett version, I think. Well, we'll talk about that. So we are going to talk about Final Fantasy VII, of course. Uh, there's really not much news to talk about. So it was funny. I was looking through headlines uh, yesterday and some more today, and I was like, there is hardly any news. So we're going to kind of fly through our quote-unquote headline section. Um, there is one interesting thing I wanted to get your guys' input on. That's the new DualSense controller for the PS5. And then also, if there's anything you've been playing outside of Final Fantasy VII, we'll talk about that on the front end. And then we can spend the rest of the time just talking about our impressions of the FF7 remake. So let's just jump right into whatever headlines there are. There really aren't that many. Uh, so the first one is DualSense. So Sony finally revealed what the new controller for their PS5 is going to look like, and the name DualShock is now gone. It so is. It's no longer called DualShock. It's now called the DualSense. All right. If you haven't seen it, just go look up PS5 controller or DualSense on Google search for images, um, and it's... The one that the one that I saw at least, I'm sure there's other colors, was mostly white with some of that blue glow right in between. Um, and what is it that? There it is. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, "Where's the racist comment here?" Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll tell you what I think in a second. But I'm curious. I'll start with you, Dan. You're our Sony boy. So, what was your first thought when you saw this thing unveiled? I'm gonna need you to call me Pony, please. You're our Pony <laughs> boy. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, yeah, I mean, they even changed the name of it, which is like, I mean, you're four iterations in and you're just like, all right, well, just that's gone. Dual sense. Um, I think it's cool because it's unique and it's different. And I think that, you know, we're five systems in, like, make it different. And I mean, I get I get the like most mostly white with a little bit of the black is like sort of off putting at first. But then, like, I don't know if you've been seeing some of the um, the mock ups that people have been like kind of you know, Photoshopping and stuff. Like, there's some potential for, like, really, really cool controllers. So are any of those legit, or are they all kind of fan-made? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all fan-made. Okay, because I did see some really cool ones. You know, the God of yeah. War special one that someone made looked amazing. And Spider-Man. Spider-Man one looked really cool. And there was one that was just a black version of that same white controller. I actually assume you'll have a choice between black and white when it all kicks off in the fall, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, so overall, though, did you like it, dislike it? Yeah, no, no, I I like it a lot. Yeah, because again, like I I think kind of having the two, like it, having all a solid color is cool. Having it be two colors, having there be designs, like give me options. Because I mean that's what the Xbox One controller, like you guys, you could send yours in, right, and have it mm -hmm. like, yeah. customized. Like I I think that's cool. I th Sony doesn't do that. Other than do you just, think like, this means we're gonna have a white PS5? I mean, we could. I mean, they, they've had... That was what I was going to say. Is I mean, I'm wondering a... if they're setting us up for like, hey, our controller goes with our console, so our yeah. console is kind of whitish, black, futuristic looking. 
I dig it personally. At first, when I looked at it, it's kind of jarring because you're like, oh, yeah, that white, that much white with just a little bit of black. But the way it's done is a little jarring. But the more I look at it, I'm like, man, it's really futuristic looking. I want to hold it. Looks- I want to try this thing. It looks cool. Yeah. It doesn't even look like it has buttons. It looks like it's just senses. Like it, yeah. like you would just hover over the button. Which, which that I don't like. If that was actually how it works. If worked, that is, but... I'm gonna be a little worried about that. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's cool looking. Um, if you guys had, to, let's just say they do have two different versions, and they go, all right, you can either have a white PlayStation Five with the white controller or black with black. Which one would you pick? Would you prefer to stick with the darker PlayStation color? Or shift over to more of the white look? I think it depends on how they do it. Like, I first, like, Xbox One and PS4 came out as black consoles. Then they got white ones. So when they came out black, I thought they were both cool looking. And then when the white ones came out, I'm like, I want the white ones. I guarantee you if they came out white first, I would have been like, oh, it's fine. And then if they would have announced the black one, I'd be like, this is so cool. <laughs> so it's kind of like whatever you see at first, you're like, eh. And you want the opposite. And then when you see the opposite, you're like, oh, okay, cool. So for me, I, I it would depend on, if, especially if they're using multicolors, how they design it. Yeah. Like if yeah. it's just straight up all black for the black one, and then the white one has that white black design, I probably would do the white black. Yeah. Yeah, with the, the, those accents do look cool in that controller, um, the way the colors come through. And, and I think Derek, I saw a comment from you, something about if I can, if I can control the color of that glowing light, yeah. in some way, shape, or form, that'd be really cool as well. Well, like they had like somebody posted like uh, a god. I think it was Fab, uh, the God of War, like what God of War controller could look like. Yeah, like a fan-made version, which looked so cool. It, but I was like, it's stupid because. It's red and white with like the grayish mm-hmm. like um, symbols for God of War, and then you have these blue lights that don't match it at all. Like if they were the red lights or something like that, or even gray or something, it would have been cooler. Yeah. Yep. Overall, I liked it. I'm excited to actually try one out though. Like I, I want to feel what this controller looks like. I feel like with the Xbox Series X controller, I already know exactly what to expect in terms of the way it's going to feel, how heavy it's going to be, all that stuff, because it looks a ton like the current Xbox One controller. Not a whole lot of risks being taken there. But in a way, that's kind of comforting to know, like, all right, great, I'm just going to transition to this new, more powerful console using a controller that I already know is my currently my favorite controller. So with the new DualSense, I really want to be able to try it out first. To I think that was what I was going to say. Like, for me personally, and I know actually a lot of people would agree with me, even some people that prefer PlayStation platform, I think Xbox wins when it comes to controllers. Like, I think they have the best design. They just work the best. And I do like the off stick. Um, I prefer that. Like the offset I, stick? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to actually stick. ask that. So, for me... Um, if there was a, a console or uh, one of the big three that really needed to work on their controllers, besides Nintendo, and they got they did it with their Nintendo Pro controller, it was Sony. Because I don't hate the DualShock 4. I actually like it, but I still, I don't like, I have it right here. I don't like the two sticks being so close to each other and that the controller is a little bit smaller. So I'm thinking if it, because it should be a little bit wider and bulkier, yeah. The yeah. two sticks still being like this won't be as, I don't say jarring, maybe a little less annoying. Um, 
but I do prefer the Xbox layout. But honestly, when the when the generation came out, when PS4 and Xbox One came out, I still like the Xbox One controller. But because I was playing all third party games and a ton of first party games on PS4 for a couple of years, a good solid two, three years before I switched over really to Xbox One Mm -hmm. predominantly, I actually fell in love with the DualShock 4. I was like, I love this controller because you get used to it. That's why I'm not surprised when Sony fanboys are like, I'm fine with my controller, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You guys are stupid. It's because that's all you use. If you use both, you would probably agree with most people that Xbox One controller is better. But when you use just the DualShock 4 forever, it's fine. It works. Great. You know, it's interesting when you switch over to the Xbox after playing the PS4 or PS3 for that matter for so long, you're used to the R1, R2, L1, L2 buttons on the PlayStation DualShock. And so moving over to the to the triggers and the bumpers on the Xbox controller is really different. You're like, I don't know if I like this. I would, as soon as you get used to it, I much prefer that. Like, I love the setup of the triggers on the Xbox. The one thing I've never really thought about is the offset analog sticks and i know that's crazy because they're pretty obviously different right one is offset with the left one being higher and the right one being lower and like you just showed us with the dual shock they're aligned perfectly for the playstation systems i've never really thought about it i think i just pick up whatever controller it is yeah. and my mind just kind of goes into that mode and that's I'm, I'm used to using it like jumping over to ac odyssey on my xbox and the controller has offset analog analog sticks i don't even think about it i just play yeah. it and then switching back over now to things like Neo 2 or to Final Fantasy 7, I just go back to the DualShock and I don't think about it. So yeah, I, it's not, I apparently don't have a strong preference there because I not a huge deal. But I, I overall do like if I had to pick, I like the Xbox One controller better. But I like them both. They're both really great. Um, the only but, thing I don't like, and we can move on after this. Only thing I don't like about DualShock 4, and I'm hoping this DualSense, whatever they're calling it. Which I'm thinking, if it if they change the name to Sense, then they're sensing your hand well, and well, your that's finger. That's what the haptic feedback is, but that's fine. But but I'm thinking that might be for the buttons too. Oh. That's what worries me. But anyways, um, I think they'll be clicky clicky buttons. I hope it just doesn't look it. Like if you look at the pictures, it looks flat. Everything looks flat. Um, but what I was gonna say, and I'm hoping, I'm I'm guessing they're gonna address this. The DualShock 4 is absolutely pathetic when it comes to battery life. Like, beyond pathetic. Like, I saw somebody ripping on Xbox One. It was one of those little fanboy fights. But they were like, yeah, go buy your AA batteries, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'd actually rather have AA batteries than the shit you have in there. Because that's crap. Literally play for 30 seconds, and then I hit the PlayStation button, and it's like, you're down to two bars. I'm like, what? Well, you well then your control is broken, so... No, <laughs> no I've, got, <laughs> I've got two DualShock 4s, and both of them, I mean, usually they can make it through a decent sitting of playing, but then I have to charge it up. But the Xbox controllers, I have the rechargeable battery packs for both of them. Um, Hundreds of hours. Like, I don't even have to plug this thing in. I, and I, Yeah, I rarely have to charge them up. I can do several days in a row of playing it pretty regularly, and then eventually it'll get down to like, all right, you should charge your controller, but... And Anyway, well, that the best is, one at that, that is the norm. Yeah, it should be the norm, and I think this. I think DualSense will improve that. Keep in mind, I still have really old DualShock 4 controllers, right? These are I, these are ones that, that have stuck with me since I still have the original launch version of the PS4. Um, but the one who's best at that, you ironically, pro? huh? You don't have what? a pro? No, no, I don't have a pro. Yeah, so I, I, I want to talk about that here in a little bit too with the visuals on 
this thing on Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but last thing I'll mention is Nintendo's Pro Controller has by far the best battery life of any controller I've used. It lasts incredibly long. It's crazy. It, it's like 60 uh, hours. The only, only thing that lasts longer is the Series 2 or whatever it's called. Uh, the one I have. The, the, one elite, I the Elite Controller. Yeah, it goes like 150, 160 hours. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the advantages of those Elite controllers. But for Nintendo's Pro Controller, which is what, like 50 bucks or something like that, and the battery life on that thing is crazy. And I really like it. That's a they good don't controller. have any good games to play, so I don't ever use I, I rarely use it because I, I always go in handheld mode. Like, I rarely use yeah. it on the big screen. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It isn't because it's a trash console. Well, it's not, but yeah, that's fine. You jerk. All right. Um, two other Fuck. quick pieces of... Two other quick pieces of news I thought you guys might find interesting slash funny. I'll do the interesting one first. Um, the devs of Disco Elysium have announced it's coming this year, or soon, they said, to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Oh, so Disco, Disco Elysium. Of course, everyone talked about it last year. Everyone loved it. Our buddy Jeff on our Game of the Year show was giving it some props. but And all of us, I think, are like, ooh, that sounds interesting, but it's on PC, so probably won't play it anytime soon. Well, there's also no combat, I think, which is, you know... Well, that's he actually sold me on not getting because I w- it was one of those games where I, w- I because I have PC I was seeing all the reviews and then I was like it's an RPG okay this this sounds amazing I might just buy it and then I asked him on our show like is it a Derek game and he's like no it's just <laughs> no. it's just a talking <laughs> and you make decisions and they impact the world that part I like but yeah. Like, we're going to talk about it with Final Fantasy. Like, oh, my God. Why don't you say one more dumb thing again? <laughs> no, Jesus yeah. Christ. That was, that was one of your more Bill Burr moments right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was Tifa, that was... why don't you tell me about your top one more time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm interested in it. So there you go. All right. So here's one that I think is kind of funny because I, I legitimately forgot this thing existed for several weeks until I saw this headline. Google Stadia is now free. They have a free version that's officially out. <laughs> if you have a Gmail address, you can go get the basic version of Google Stadia right now, which basically means you can stream games in 1080p if your connection's good and if Google hasn't throttled it because of their overall traffic levels. Um, but you don't have access to any games with just the basic level. Remember, you have to get Pro to have access to their games. They have, I think, just under 40 games currently available on the platform total. So if you buy everything they have available, you'll have just under 40 games available. But they are offering two free months of Pro. So if you want to grab, just with a Gmail address, go get Google Stadia. You can get the Pro version and access to, I think it's like 10 or 11 games that they have uh, alongside with Pro. You can give that a whirl if you want to. So Honestly, it's a fail. It's just such a fail. Like they lost Well, they've said they've so got 120 stupid. games still coming in 2020, and 10 of those are uh, exclusives. They failed at this. You had to launch it with, you had to have iPhone support, iPad support. If you would have had that and Dan would have given me the code, I probably would have kept subscribing. To know that I could just like, play on my iPhone. on your phone right yeah destiny right. and stuff like that but i mean google and apple are too much competitors when it comes to this area like they they compete when it comes to hardware sales for these things too so they made a business decision and i'm with you i think it was a bad one to say no this is only playable on our devices or on pcs 
Also, with everything going on, I mean, like, Last of Us 2 got uh, delayed indefinitely. Ghost of Tsushima is probably getting delayed indefinitely. Like, they can't adhere to that date with everything going on in the world right now. Like, they could sit here and say 120 games are coming out in 2020, but as of right now, it's like, uh, is it? Is it? Well, when they say that, you got to remember, they're talking about old games. Majority of those are old games, so they'll probably stick to it. They're just that, like they're going to be announcing stuff like the Batman collection is coming out, Assassin's well, I meant, Creed collection. I meant out. obviously whatever's being developed for them specifically. Yep. yep. Well, I doubt it'll be st- it'll be a lot of stuff that's already available on PC and things like that too. Um, but what's interesting, if you follow Google at all, and it as part of my job in digital marketing, doing lots of SEO stuff, I'm always keeping track of what Google's doing because they are the major players in the search engine world, and so I always follow what they do. And one thing I see with Google all the time is they will buy up any and every tech company that has the bright, shiny new thing. They'll work it into their Google suite of products, and it either works or it doesn't. And a lot of times they let those things fade away. A lot of times they won't actually kill it. They won't actually sunset the thing. They'll just kind of let it sit there, and they won't support it. A good example of that, if you do any podcasting, they bought FeedBurner, which is this RSS feed creating platform. So Google owns that. They supported it for a little bit, but they stopped supporting it probably five years Years ago and it still is out there people can still use it but they don't support it so i have a sure. bad feeling that stadia is going to get in that weird limbo of yeah no we do some game streaming it's on stadia over there it's over there no one really takes <laughs> care of it but it, there it is it works mm. kind of so i have a bad feeling that's what's going to happen uh to folks so anyway so those are the only pieces of news i could find those are the only headlines that that's good we got a lot to talk about so yeah all right, before we jump into our Final Fantasy VII Remake talk, wanted to see if you guys are playing anything that we haven't talked about recently that you want to highlight. Uh, we'll start with you, our pony boy. Um, so uh, Luke from the uh, our Facebook group had been uh, bugging me for quite a while to play this game called Valfaris. Valfaris? I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's basically... Um, the music genre of metal mixed with Metroid mixed with Contra. Yeah. It's super cool. The super music fast is awesome. Pace, right? Just tons of really terrible. Yeah, well, your face looks terrible. That's exactly why he went to you to play it and not somebody with quality taste. Like I watched the trailer for sure. it. It looks really cool. It looks like, like a Jack Black type of a game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very like – it's, it's uh, almost kind of like Aliens aesthetic but mixed with like yeah a little bit of like almost like brutal legend meets like the movie aliens or something like it's yeah. super cool it, it's definitely a little bit challenging um so you do die quite a bit um just kind of like you know the old school like contra games those are pretty difficult so yeah it's it's pretty fun and there's upgradable weapons what are you playing uh, it on what am i playing uh, ps4 yeah yeah um so yeah no that's pretty fun i'm an hour in uh i think the average is about six hours but I was trying to watch uh, a playthrough video just to see like how far I actually was before Seven Remake came out, just to see if I could finish it before I started Seven. Um, and that full playthrough was like three hours. I think I can get it w- done within three, four hours. So hmm, nice. But um, but again, I'm distracted by Seven Remake now, so that's a little distracted. bit. Distracted. There's a word for it. Distracted. distracted. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, um, just Animal Crossing with the wife. I know yeah. Derek loves Animal Crossing. So. Good stuff. If, I if fight someone, every night my kids to try to play it. I'm like, if someone, were listen, if someone listened to this and didn't know what video games were or like what Animal Crossing is, they might have thought you were just telling us something really intimate and sexual. Like, yeah, just some Animal Crossing with the wife, you know? We dress up as oh. weird looking animals and we just do stuff. Yeah. Just poke at each other, you know? Fair enough. Come on, big bear. Get on the top. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, speaking of Big Bear, Derek, uh, what are you playing? I think the only thing, um, I was playing Persona 5, that kind of, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I actually played more of that today Jeez. to take a break because my wife requested that I stop playing Sekiro so she didn't have to listen to me yell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I... um. As the group knows, I uh, purchased Sekiro. I already had it on the Xbox One. I got all the way to Genichiro in the castle. I only fought him, I think, five times, maybe six times. I got to his third uh, third bar. Like phase or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, one time, and he ended me right away because I didn't know what I was doing. And he does change up quite a yeah, bit. He's, in that he's absurd. Phase. So I gave up. I did actually come back to the Xbox One version probably two weeks ago. I just didn't say anything because I was like, all right, let me try Genitrio again. But I literally did not know how to play the game anymore. Hmm. So that's a really dumb idea. Then I saw Sekiro was on sale for PC. is like $35. I could get it off of Humble Bundle because I get 20% off. So it might have been a little bit cheaper than that, actually. Anyway, so I purchased it. And I purchased it going, okay, here's my thoughts. I'm going to start over on PC, learn the system, and play it. If I like it, keep going. If not, just give up on this game. We've talked about this game before. But then I saw you can mod it. And I was like, all right, I'll play around with the mods, see if I can actually do this. I did it. And the modding's not easy. Like I said in one of my posts, like for Final Fantasy 15, that's the only other game I've modded. You literally go into Steam and they have all the mods there. You just click download and then it's added to your game. So when you boot it up, it, it's right there. That is not how Sekiro is. Sekiro is locked off. You have to actually manipulate the file and it gets all crazy. I watched all these YouTube videos. I like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. They're like, extract this file, place it here. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is dumb. I thought, I I thought you were IT. I yeah, you're you were IT, IT, man. Move, move. Yeah, I kept telling myself to move. Um, <laughs> but anyways, super long story, a little bit shorter. I, I was able to mod it. And then I did a full playthrough with it modded and probably... 18 hours now it could have been way shorter but i literally did every i did basically a hundred percent walkthrough so when you say you modded it can you explain a little bit what did you change in the game so the mod that i put in there because you can only have one mod in the game and so this one was super cool it's the most popular one it gives you an entire like bar um for you to manipulate and you can check the boxes off of what you want so for me I'm playing on a 1440p uh, display with HDR. The game locks you at 60 frames per second. I said 1440p. That is correct, but I forgot to say 144 hertz. The game locks you at 60 frames per second, which is absolutely stupid for PC gaming. So you actually have to use a mod to get above 60 frames per second and secure. So I did it to do that. But it also, Are you saying that because you because of the frames per second, that's why you weren't as good at this game, but now with higher frames <laughs> per second, you are much better at it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, there's more to it. What um, a nerd. So <laughs> nerd. Is you can actually turn off any um, negative things happening to you when you die. So you won't get uh, drag rot. You won't uh, lose any money. You won't lose any experience if you die. Oh, so it takes out the soul's experience. I got you. Yeah. And then you also... And the challenge. Can, yeah. 
Well, that was the point. <laughs> so, and then also you can speed up your character mm. to, like, if I put them at 500 and turn the game speed down from 100 to 50, everybody's moving like this. And I'm <laughs> the Dude, that life. actually sounds really awesome. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. So I made some <laughs> videos to show people. I think I had the game at, like, 70 and I was at like 250 or 225, 250. And I go into this one area where there's like seven or eight guys and I'm running up to him, hit him. And he, you know, one shot him basically. And as he's falling back slowly, I move to the next guy who's just reacting and I'm stabbing him. And then I run to another stab. They're all just reacting. They That's like some matrix it. stuff. That's like <laughs> matrix stuff right there. So I did that. I did a playthrough. There actually was one boss that even with the manipulation of modding was still not difficult, but he was annoying. And actually it was because the mod was screwing up that boss. And that is one of the last bosses. It's the divine dragon or whatever. Oh yeah. It's more of a, um, it's not a, uh, you don't just run in and just start beating it up. It's one of those you have to use, like, the trees that get lightning, and then you have to jump on the trees, and then you yeah. absorb the lightning, you throw the lightning at them. Well, the ver that one's worked fine, but the very last one, you have to jump on the tree, absorb the lightning, which pushes you up a little bit, but then you have to wait for the dragon to swing at you, and then you jump off the dragon swing to get really high up and absorb more lightning, and that's the final blow. Well, I couldn't do it because his swing was like this, and I'm jumping in the air, and I'm just falling to the ground, and then he's killing me. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell's going on? And I was getting mad. I was getting mad. So I finally watched the video, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got to jump off his swing. So I got to do this legit. So yeah. I had to turn. He had, had to, to watch a video on how to cheat properly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, let me explain this for those who uh, – First, first of all, I don't count this as me beating Secure. I beat, beat. The, I didn't beat the game. I finished my first playthrough, right? And it was just fun. I unlocked a lot of the secrets. I got to see the real ending, the like the good ending. There's actually four endings to this game. By the way, real quick, just in your defense, for anyone who grew up in the '90s, especially, and you want to pretend like you've never tried Game Shark or something like that, like one of the, you're lying. And like all of us have tried those codes, like. Whether yeah. it was a game like The Sims and you put in the mother load code to get like two hundred thousand dollars to spend like all of us have done this yeah. with certain games. And if this is what it took for you to be like, you know what? I kinda wanna just experience this game. Oh, I don't regret it at all. And yeah. was it was just fun. It was just I for fun. Be posts about it and I wouldn't even be sharing it. Now but you could you could actually... just, you could have posted a shot of the end to guys I finally beat it and no one could say <laughs> boo. So yeah. yeah. But I didn't want to do that because I like to be honest. And and so what I did is I played through it. I unlocked all this stuff because here's what's cool. This is what I'm doing on the second playthrough. The second playthrough, I'm not modding it. Like, I'm not speeding me up and turning them down or anything like that. I'm playing it legit. On but I have, but I have, yeah, but I have new game plus. I have created a system because of my first playthrough, that I can now upgrade my character like Bloodborne. So this is why I like it. Because this is now Sekiro's playing the way Derek wanted Sekiro to play. And what here's what I mean by it. When you're playing through your first playthrough, 
there are three pieces of mass that you can buy. One of them you can buy from like a shopkeeper with just your regular currency. The other two you have to collect collect these uh, carp uh, scales, and then you can buy it off them at the very end of the game. So you cannot do this early on in the game. And then if you buy all those those mass and they come together, you can now upgrade your attack power um, with with your experience. Now it's a lot of experience. So normally and since Tim and Dan have played the game, then they're, they're going to know what I'm talking about. Normally, when you get experience, you can unlock more skills. And that's it. You use your experience to unlock skills. Now I have the option to go, okay, I can either unlock a skill, or once I get to five skill points, I can use that to purchase attack power. And so that allows me to feel like if I'm going into a boss fight, and I'm not doing any damage, then maybe I can. I have at least the option of going. Okay, well, I just grind for a little bit. This is this is what I did in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and then upgrade my attack power, and then I can go back and fight them. So I've created kind of a Bloodborne. Now they do cap it. I did some research on it. Once you get to like level 14 or attack power 14, the rate that you increase drops significantly. So you go from 20 points to eight points and eight points really isn't that big of a deal. And it's a lot of grinding to get to five skill points. Not easy. So I'm not going to be able to cheese it. Like you can go all the way up to 99 attack power. I doubt I'm going to get anywhere close to that. But the good thing is, is every time you beat a boss, you get more attack power. So not only am I able to upgrade with the skill points, but I can also upgrade by just beating some of these early bosses. Like I've already beat, uh, on my second playthrough, I beat uh, Lady Butterfly, the very first one, the one on the horse, and then Genichiro. And Genichiro was the one I wanted to be like on my own. Like uh, he was a pain in my butt. So I wanted to be like, I beat you. So it's been super fun. And it's actually run my um, playthrough of Final Fantasy VII so far. Because Final Fantasy VII feels so damn slow. Sekiro is so much faster, so much quicker, even when you're playing on normal speed, not in suits, uh, Sega Sonic speed. But, like, it's just um, it's just a quicker game. And I'm having, and plus the button layout's way different. Like, for instance, one of the things we're going to talk about with Final Fantasy VII I don't like is you run with R2, but then once you're in a battle, if you hit R2 to run, like I'm trying to run up to the enemies, it just brings up a menu. I'm like, why, why did you do that? So that's, so that's annoying. <laughs> um, but uh, overall, uh, Sekiro is a fantastic game. I still don't like the leveling system. I respect people that beat it legit. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to beat it because I, I will say this, going through the whole game, even doing it with the modding, I didn't die really to anybody. But I got to see how the bosses are and they're it's absolutely nuts, man. The game, the way it's designed, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Now there are bosses, like if you go watch videos, even playing it legit, not modded, you can cheese them. Like I watched the guy, several guys do this to beat Ganichiro. All they did is they once he locks on you, they run back to the door that you enter in because it's open right? They just run back to the door. He chases you to that area between the door and the wall. You jump up and to the right next to him, he gets stuck in between the door and you just hit him with a sword. 
<laughs> and that's all they do. They do that for two rounds. Just, 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 and then and all then the, then the third round they have to legit beat them. But yeah, then the third round they have to legit beat them. But the third round actually is the easiest round. The first two rounds is where he can do the most damage as far as picking you apart and making you use your health because you have more chances to screw up. And the reason I say that is the third round, he doesn't have all of his armor on. So if you hit him, you're doing some significant damage to him. The first two rounds, you're not doing anything to him. You're just building up to stagger him so you can then one-shot him. Yeah. Um, so it's it's there's a lot in the game. There are certain bosses, a lot of them that you can cheese. And I don't like that. I don't like like those people that are that would listen to this and be like, there's a loser for modding it. I'm not saying they would, but if they are, that you know, there's idiots out there to do that. I guarantee you, if they were honest, there's I guarantee you at least two or three bosses that are like YouTube. Oh, I can cheese them this way. I can just use this move over. Well, and I definitely over. used YouTube for a couple of them. Like. Mm -hmm. I couldn't well, figure out that uh that ape dude. I just for the light his second form I could not figure it out. I just couldn't. Yeah. Well, there's um even with Ganichiro, if you buy the shadow rush move, you can cheese him a shadow rush. Like he literally cannot block it. Hmm. And it's perfect because it, now it takes a while to get it because it takes six skill points. It's the last one on there, but you can buy it. You can buy it before you fight him even up in the castle. Um, you just gotta grind. But if you buy it and you have an, it does take a, I forgot what they're called, the little, uh, I don't know, you collect them. They're items that you collect. But it take, it costs like two or three of those to use it. Hmm. So let's say you can only have 22 unlocked or something. That means you can only use it like seven times. But the move is super powerful. And what I mean by that is you can keep Ganichiro pretty far away from you. And then you just do the move and you dive at him. You slam into him. You hit them with a thrust, and then you pop up off them. So not only are you getting the thrust damage, and you're you're also uh, what's it called, uh, Dan? The the other damage. It's not like actual taking HP off them, but you're. Oh. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, poise is it poise? Poise. You're, yeah. you're not. You're you doing poise damage, but then you jump in the air, and when you come down, you can slash them two or three times down. Hmm. So and you can do that move as as many times as you have that that stuff once that runs out you can still do the move you just don't pop up in the air and slash down you just dive into him but you can keep doing it over and over he can't block it he just sits there and staggers and and i used it on when i fought him i was like okay i can't cheese him because i don't have enough of that stuff to cheese him but i'll just do it when it's tense so when the third round came around and i was running low on my uh gourd seeds and stuff like that or not gourd seeds but whatever they're called um I was like, okay, I got to save in case he gets a hold of me because I'm going to get screwed. But anyways, Sekiro is amazing. Uh, I still don't like how the leveling system works, but I created it on PC to level up <laughs> the way I want, and I'm enjoying the game. Nice sure. Very cool. All right, I knew you were doing some Sekiro, so I wanted to be able to talk about that and how you're playing it a little bit differently this time. But now you're playing it the normal way, which is cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so I finished uh, the Legacy of the First Blade DLC on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I highly recommend it. It's a really cool story, and then they do something, without me spoiling it, they do something cool at the end that actually ties it to Origins, which I really like. It was just little. It's just a little oh, moment Origins. there at, at the very end, but it was just cool the way they did that because Odyssey takes place before Origins, obviously, with uh, the ancient Greece compared to ancient Egypt. But So that was really, that was really neat. Uh, it also really... 
question for you how many parts are there because i'm in the second part and i'm pretty far into it there's three chapters the third chapter is actually not super long okay. and you also are driven forward by the story a little more because there's a little more of a personal thing that you're doing in the third chapter compared to the, the first two you're just trying to help this assassin and his daughter yeah which i totally want her she's hot and then the third one it sure. becomes a much more personal thing so it's okay. really interesting i like it i liked it a lot i really enjoyed it it felt like a full-fledged campaign well, like a full -fledged i can story. now uh say because you've asked me before that's why i'm gonna say this i can now say i like odyssey more than origins mm -hmm. for sure like i still think origins is a great game and i like that it changed the way assassin's creed games are made now same Odyssey tacked on, tacked on is a negative word in gaming, added on uh, enough new stuff and just like the constant being hunted by mercenaries and even just killing all those cultists. Like I said, I had some issues with some, but just the fact that they're in this game and you have to unlock them by... Uh, really searching the world paying attention to side stories yeah it'll tell you like hey this person visited this one fort at one point that's all it'll tell you and you have to go try to find a clue there or something yeah i love cool. it like, i was just exploring the world today and i picked up something i was just on the side of a mountain this is in the second chapter of the dlc that mm -hmm. tim's talking about and it said you found a clue to a cultist uh, or mm -hmm. not a cultist but whatever they're calling i was like oh cool i didn't yeah, there's know a, there, there's a new order it's the order of the ancients which yeah. is supposed to be a precursor to the Templars, by the way. And they kind of hinted that at the beginning. There's a very personal thing between this assassin you meet early on named Darius and then the this order, this mysterious order that has now come in from Persia. So it's really, really cool. I I, I enjoyed it. I loved the story. I've heard the Fate of Atlantis DLC is not as compelling story-wise, but it is it fun. So I am going to jump into that, but probably not till I finish Final Fantasy VII, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I love I love AC Odyssey. If we were to re-rank games from, what was that, 2018 that came out, that one might fight well, for that top you already spot. Had, had it really high. I did, but it was up against Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War, I think, and it was, it was a tough year to pick. I, I mean, it would fall probably behind God of War still, but it, it, Red Dead was trash. It's, it's right up there for me. <laughs> I, I really loved this game. And I'm liking it even more the more I play it. Um, oh, also wanted to mention um, Two Point Hospital. So, Derek, you can close your ears for a second. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. Uh, I remember back in the day on my PC, I played this old game called Theme Hospital. Was it PC? That might have been PS1. But I just remember playing uh, Theme Hospital at one point, which was kind of this old isometric build your hospital and, and run it. It wasn't a great game, but I have like nostalgic fun feelings from playing it. I, I like, it wasn't like Sim City, but specifically hospital. Yep. Yep. Like yeah. kind of like a roller coaster tycoon or zoo tycoon, but it was with a hospital and you know, yeah. you hire your staff, you upgrade your tech and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is very much in that same vein, the same goofy animation and everything and the illnesses they come in with, they're all silly stuff. Like, you know, they, they, they think they're a clown and they're coming wearing clown shoes and you have to like use this clown dehuman do de or whatever. Like sure. a lot of this stuff is really silly as far as like, what you're trying to heal, but it's really in depth. Lots of management stuff, trying to manage your money and you, you're trying to make money. You can take out a loan if you run out. Um, you can buy additional plots of land to expand, you know, where your hospital is and they give you all kinds of goals, you know, heal this many people and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's fun. It's really is fun. There, um, is there any DLC? Not that I know of, but it's a relatively new game. It was on PC last year, I think, but now it's on all consoles. Um, if you've got a chance to play it on PC, 
I would suggest doing that because a point and click would be the best for this. But it works fine with a the controller. There's enough hotkeys and stuff. It's it's not bad. Um, I'm playing on Switch and it runs great. Um, it was on sale on Switch and I knew that I wasn't going to... This is not a game I want to play on a large screen. If I've got my TV available and I've got time to do gaming, I'm going to play AC Odyssey. I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I'm going to play the big games there. But if, I've got, if I'm off on the side and we've got a show on, this hospital game is the kind of... Um, the game you don't have to pay attention to any of the dialogue you're just kind of building you know so I really like it if you've got an Xbox though it's free on Game Pass so you can at least try it and if you dig it then uh, something like the Switch I think it was like 30 bucks on the Switch so it's a little steep for some people but there's so much to it it's a really in-depth game so I like it reason um reason I ask about DLC though and you know what the, the developers can just take this uh, make a coronavirus DLC maybe. <laughs> They should have just, just throwing that out there. What's funny is they, they do have people that will come in with a there's a pandemic that they can get, uh, yeah. and then there's like actually this uh, some kind of machine. It's like the panifier or something like that. And the idea is that yeah. it gets rid of a pandemic, and this thing like just suctions on their heads and throws them around, and they're they're cured. That's, so anyway. that's the cure to our real life problems. We just yeah. need some sort of head sucker upper device. <laughs> Even that didn't get Derek's attention. I would have thought nah. that phrase would have gotten it. Anyway, I, I, zoned out. No, I, rec- I do recommend it. All right. Let's get into the real meat of what we're here to talk about, the thing that we actually care about this weekend and probably for the next week or two, depending on how long it takes me to, to play this thing. And that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Before we get started, though, Dan, I'm going to have you get us kicked off. This Dude, this is a game you've been waiting for for a while. So why well, don't you start off our conversation? Start crying like so. We, <laughs> we all have been waiting so long. Um, all right. Well, you know, Final Fantasy VII, the original, came out in 1997. Uh, here in the states, actually, September 7th. I did not know that. I was telling Tim earlier. That's pretty cool. Ten days before my birthday. So obviously we belong it's like together. Yeah, we belong together. So this was the synopsis for the original uh, Final Fantasy VII. It was a uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII follows the story of mercenary Cloud Strife, who is hired by the eco-terrorist group Avalanche, led by Barrett Wallace, to help fight the megacorporation Shinra, who attempts to drain the planet's lifeblood as an energy source to further their profits. Apathetic to the cause, Cloud initially fights for personal gain and for the promise he made to a childhood friend Tifa Lockhart. Cloud eventually joins forces with many others to save the planet, which is threatened by Shinra and Cloud's nemesis Sephiroth, and discovers a reason to fight for a for a cause other than his own. Hmm. So that was a synopsis of a full video game back then. Obviously, it's things this are a little different. This is a full video game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A three-disc full game. Now one disc part of a game. It, it, the whole thing. Everyone was upset there for a bit. Well, we definitely need to talk about it. Go, we'll talk about that after we talk about like our. Sure. No, but I'm I'm interested in this because basically everything you read is the story of the remake, right? It's the setting and the background of the remake, and then they tack on like, oh, by the way, he teams up with other people and takes on Sephiroth. Right. But most of the synopsis there was focused in on what's happening in Midgar, and you're yeah. taking down, you're taking on Shinra, and that's really what the remake is all about. And by the way. We'll talk about it. I'm finding it pretty compelling and much more in-depth than I remember the story oh, being. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but um, anyway, it is interesting that the synopsis really was targeting the Midgar story. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it. 
I've kind of been thinking, and I think I've mentioned this before, I'm almost wondering if, like, it absolutely is a good idea that this was split up, because imagine what they're, so what they've done with just Midgar, and them trying to do that right now with the technology right now for an entire game. Oh my god, I've been saying this for, like, three years. Sure, but no one cares. I I, none of y'all I, care because you I all care about even, Final Fantasy like, just this. like still <laughs> whine about it. They're like, it's just part of the game. It's like you're not you're getting thirty to forty hours of part of a game. Yeah. That they wouldn't have done if they would have just said, Hey guys, we're gonna remake this game. Like let's say Resident Evil 3, right? They just remade the game, they cut some things out, but overall it was the game, right? You got that game, but they didn't give you more of it right i watched several reviews that were like i wish they would have opened the streets up and i agree while i was yeah, playing yeah. resident evil 3 i'm like this is extremely linear yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's what i well, that's the same thing with final fantasy 7 like i never beat the original but i just played it recently on the ps4 i got like 15 20 hours into it and they skip over a lot of the things that we're doing right now they didn't have that written out. They didn't have it fleshed out. So now you're getting a better version of a game that you remember because they're fleshing everything out. And people that are getting hung up, and I'm not just picking on Jesse. There's a ton of them that are doing this. They're like, well, I can't believe they're going to try to get $180 from me. No, dude. You bought one part of a game that is a full game. It is a full game, but it's part of a story that you've already read. I think the issue is because it, 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 there's really no other better way to uh, to sell it to people is the word remake. Remake's not really the appropriate word here. It's a reimagining. They set boom. Resident Evil or not Resident Evil? Final Fantasy VII reimagined. I they, don't think that rolls off the tongue as well. I know, but they would shut the hell up if they had a brain. Like, oh, I mean, some people still wouldn't, but. No, because they get caught up on this stuff. All I'm saying is I think personally, and I'm not in love with this game. Like, when we start talking about my feelings on it so far, I don't love it. I think it's good, but I don't love it. But I still see the value of what they're trying to do, and I like it. I am willing to pay $180, $240 for them to flesh this out for five to ten years from now and say, we're going to give you the best Final Fantasy story we can create. And then I don't know how Final Fantasy VII ends. They might even be like, and we're going to add on to it. We're well, going to so technically for- there was Advent Children too. So, I mean, in, in yeah. a way they could almost the story sort of turn that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to just add a little like kind of asterisk to what you were saying with um, them, you know, adding stuff to the story in the game. Technically, some of this was already in like some sort of notes or whatever back then it's just yeah just like with any video game i mean nowadays we're spoiled because it's like oh there's dlc so it continues the story they didn't have those capabilities back then Mm -hmm. so they had story or ideas that they couldn't do because of budget and time restraints also back back in those times we held games to a much lower standard for story and character motivation and all that stuff so I didn't really care whose motivation was what and why. I just wanted to know who's in my party and what are their skills and and all that kind of stuff and move on real quickly. And I just finished a mission that Jesse asked me to do. Yeah. Right? Do chapter four? Yeah. So oh, I'm God. guessing oh, that wasn't in the original game. I don't no, think not you, at all. 
Nope, there's characters so, involved there that you meet. There's a whole boss fight there, right? A whole motorcycle fight that's sequence. What I'm about. Dude, so yes. why are we complaining about yes. paying for a part of a game when you're yes. playing a part of a game that you never played before? Yeah, so it's interesting. That chapter is actually the one that made me go, I'm okay with this game just being in the yeah. city. Because I yeah. realized in that moment how much work and effort, and I think it turned out to be a great product, of look at this whole motorcycle sequence and then there's a whole combat sequence and then there's a fun i love that and, and there's a, a boss the, battle with yeah the boss fight uh with this new character who i'd never met before he's soldier. a new he's One a soldier. soldier yeah yeah with his and he's kind of a ridiculous anime villain but i loved it oh, yeah. I, I loved that they introduced Dude. him he he brings a lot of personality um to the, the to the villainy for you to fight you the know the song that was playing during that fight like when you're actually fighting him and the the shinra soldiers are yeah. around you that's yeah. my new favorite final fantasy song of like a of a aside from like the main theme of final fantasy it like, was very cool it was it very very cool so well yeah. with that moment and the lights shining down on you it was almost yeah. like fight club like yeah so yeah. i don't want to spend our time talking about how they should or shouldn't have split this up or if they should have named it you know final fantasy 7 part one whatever but else. i think we should have talked about but it for those who are going into it and maybe this is relatively new for you you've seen a commercial for it right? i've seen a lot of ads for this on hulu and stuff they're really starting to push the marketing for it um Good. just know that if you've tried this game way back in the day this is not a full remake of what you remember of every experience but it is still a full modern day jrpg experience they just have taken a small smaller chunk of the original game about a third of it right a fourth of it something like Not that even. it's you could literally get through that midgar section in like a few hours like it's, okay. it's a very very so they've small taken portion. that chunk which is as according to the synopsis a pretty important part of the story they've taken that chunk and they've turned it into a full-fledged game with full intentions unless square changes their mind of having part two and i'm gonna guess a part three to wrap up this and, remake and, and i will say this before we move on to like how we feel about this game and stuff looking ahead this is a very linear experience but this is also in the first part of the original final fantasy 7 which was where linear it was yep. linear yes i'm not saying they're gonna do this but they have the the manpower and they have the engines to do this why not take Final Fantasy 15's world, like how you built that, and go, all right, the next chapter, we're going to make it open world. We're going to make it a little bit more free as you go on this journey with your group of friends. How awesome could that possibly see, be? Now you're, now you're saying what I said before. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally I'll see part two and probably part three of this game being a much different open world rpg approach as opposed to the linear more jrpg approach um but i do want to close out with what you guys think they'll do next how long it'll take and what you think they'll do with carryover but before we get to that i want to get your general impressions on number one how do this how's how this thing looks the overall style the design it obviously looks way more modern than we're used to, right? It's more in line with what you've seen. Like you mentioned that movie Advent Children and things like that. It's much more in line with Final Fantasy 15 and the Advent Children uh, animated cartoon that they made. What do you guys think about the overall visuals? Overall impressed? A little lackluster? Somewhere in between? What do you think with visuals? Uh, I'm playing on my uh, 1440p monitor I just got. Game looks amazing. Like, seriously amazing. Like, I can't I'm looking for the pixels. They're not there. I'm looking for the jagged edges. They're not there. You got a PS4 Pro, right? To be clear. Yeah, yeah. I am PS4 playing on PS4 Pro, which runs it at 1680p. So on my screen, it's going to be native because they don't have to up-res it. Um, they're, I'm actually, they're actually downgrading it for me. But it, it comes through very clear 
very crisp. Um, it's the animation is great, right? All the explosions. I say, yeah, the lighting is great. I think the character animations are really good. I think the overall world, like the big picture of a world, looks good. Okay. My issue, and I saw it in one of the reviews, but this is a another PC nerd. The guy who does the reviews plays a lot of PC games. And he was one of the things he can nitpick on the looks of the game was they definitely focused their assets on the characters and stuff like that. And they left and made like some of the environments, like the areas that you go into very bland looking, not how, like deep. How does Cloud's door look on your PS4 Pro? <laughs> I was about uh, to talk about the door. Does it, yeah. don't, does it render, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like, just rent. It's not rendered at all. Like it's, it's weird. Just a big, but that's that's just a what he was talking about. Is there's yeah. certain areas where it doesn't render. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple yeah. little. I'm just gonna point out the nitpicks first because I've got mostly good things to say about the way this thing looks. Yeah. Uh, the like yeah, doors, no. certain walls, certain sections. I've noticed. I'm like, is this gonna eventually pop up? Is it eventually yeah. gonna load? <laughs> nope. I don't think it is. That's just no. how it looks. Okay. Yeah. Um. And also with, I know this is minor, but I know plenty of other games that have come out years ago could do this, and that's the mirror. So I was in Cloud's room replacing the filter under his sink. I looked up at the mirror, and it's just kind of this gray brown, black, sure. you know, thing. And I'm like, isn't that supposed to be a mirror? Why can't, why couldn't I feel they like just? A lot of games still can't do that. I don't know why, but you're right. But anyway, it's little little moments like that that make me go, oh, okay. So they yeah. again, they focus those efforts elsewhere. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. But it does make me wonder, ooh, when they create some sort of definitive edition for the PS5, how much better is this thing gonna look? Right? Or when they're gonna refine update. those things. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm looking forward to the PC version. Yeah, is there gonna be a PC version? Yep. PC version, the PS5, and maybe eventually Xbox version if Square does that. Um, those are all going to look way better, of course. That being said, I'm overall impressed with how everything looks. Um, there are a couple of moments, like for example, there was a one side quest with this lady. I forget her name already, but she was all mad at the soldiers who wouldn't go in there and oh, take out the some break. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And she started talking, and I was like, this face animation is not ready. Like, whoever did this, <laughs> it was not complete. Some it almost it actually looked like uh, do you remember Conan O'Brien used to pull in like a celebrity face yeah, and then yeah, cut yeah. a hole in the mouth? All right, well, it's not him. that bad. <laughs> it did look that bad because like her whole face was just frozen and the mouth was like, "All right, we need some help in here." Like it was, it was real bad. <laughs> what was it? The Arnold Schwarzenegger? The Arnold, yeah. With my smash he's jingle all the way. Or he would always have uh, Bill Clinton come in going like, "Wee Anyway, all right, uh, I, I digress. Um, those are some nitpicks. Some of the character moments and some of the, the uh, rendering of certain textures on floors or walls don't always pop. That being said, I've been overall very impressed by the way this thing looks. I was going to say, you know what makes Gorgeous. overall that, Tim? Is the aesthetic. It's the vibes. It's yes. the aesthetic. It's it's the the visual presentation, like what the world is, like yes. the steampunk sort of yes. They some nail parts that. looking modern, some parts looking future, but it's steampunk. It's like it's all these uh, just things combining together. Like, well, and it's also cool as you're down in the slums, and if you know anything about the city of Midgar from Final Fantasy VII, there's kind of the upper echelon of the societies up on these plates up above, and then the slums are down below. And you can actually look up and see underneath, uh, like the undersides of the plate, which is just cool. You can kind of look up as you're walking around. So those elements of the visuals are there. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, the battle animations, the the summons, ooh, the summons are cool. By the way, if you oh, yeah. pre-order that, you have a little Chocobo DLC. I don't know if you guys made sure Chocobo you used that. Chocobo Chick and uh, Cactuar. Yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, very, very cute, of course, too. But those little moments are, are pretty great. The oh, battle scenes look 
fantastic swapping between characters on the fly in battle yes. uh, again as far as visuals go we'll talk about if you like the battle uh, sequences and or the actual battle gameplay in a second but visually i've got almost nothing but good things to say about it outside a few little nitpick moments um the characters look fantastic cloud looks super cool he looks oh, about yeah. as cool as he's ever looked yeah. um yeah. tifa and barrett look awesome uh Barrett, the detail on Barrett seems like it's a step up from what I remember as well. Everything from the tattoos to just the yeah. armor that's on him, like he they, he looks great. They look exactly what they're supposed to look like. I mean, yeah. even and even with Tifa, because obviously, like nowadays with SJWs and blah blah blah, like the her old model definitely was skimpier. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. she had more of like a tank top with like nothing underneath the tank top right. and and right. the. The skirt was even shorter, I think, than it is right now. Um, but she has like the the thigh high socks or whatever. Like, well, and she, don't forget, she looks the, amazing. So the uh, previously completely forgettable characters of Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse, who were oh, like yeah. just part of your intro, your prelude to the real game. Yeah. They are really significant, fleshed out characters in this game that I like. I really like these characters. They're actually fully voice acted. By the way, the voice acting is fantastic in this game. Dude, in Chapter Four, with uh, Wedge, um, is it Wedge? Yeah, when Wedge gets his uh, his butt, his behind, yeah. uh, yeah. nipped at. <laughs> yep. And even after that whole sequence, when you are parachuting back down to the slums yeah. together, and you have this moment with you and Wedge as you're chatting about, like, they've done more than I ever would have <laughs> imagined they would have done to to flesh out. What did he like say? It was right. like, it was like something, bro. Like let's let's do this, bro. And he's like, You're, don't call me bro. And they just like jump off. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like he him and Cloud are just like, like got to yeah. stop calling me bro. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I've loved the character development they've had here too. I'm actually pretty invested in the story more than I was when I played it originally because originally it was a series, just a sequence of a few small missions and some boss battles, and then you were out of that city. And now it's like boy, they've really set up a big bad here and uh, they've set up a story. You kind of really feel for the characters, but also you feel for someone like Tifa who's conflicted. Like, should we be blowing this up? This is hurting people. So I'm really mm-hmm. digging what they've done with the characters and story uh, in this take on it as well. Well, it's interesting because so even in the demo, they, they kind of inv- unveiled something that they didn't do back then because again, they didn't have uh, voice acting and they didn't have like showing different camera angles and again, not expanding on the story. But in the very first reactor, when you go to blow that up, they essentially rig it where Shinra is making it basically, Shinra is actually the one that like mainly does what they need to do to kind of make it seem more severe than it actually is. They yeah, because the first explosion is relatively small, and it just yes. kind of blew up this little processor, yes. which is what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it shows the Shinra president and his right-hand man that uh, – what's his name? Uh, Hi- Heidelberger or whatever his name is, some kind of German-sounding name. Yeah. Um, so these guys activate essentially all the bots in that reactor – to just start blowing the place up, and yes. so then it then it really damages the peop the the houses and stuff that are all, all around the power as well. Goes out. They're yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah. Avalanche. They're trying to make Avalanche look worse than they're actually. So it's, it's a really are. cool setup, right? Something that I yeah. never really would have thought about with the original one was these. This Shinra Corporation is actually really smart. They yeah. essentially let Avalanche get in there and blow it up, and then made yep. it way worse than it was because they needed yes. to demonize these guys and make sure that they were terrorists and not heroes right so exactly really cool really cool setup to get it established i love that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Derek, you had mentioned that you're not digging the combat. Let's jump into the combat stuff. I, I have mostly positive things to say about it. I'm really enjoying the combat, but I want to hear your take on it. Try to separate it from the Sekiro stuff, though, and think about it compared to like your <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 experience and, and what most JRPGs are like. Oh, of course. I wasn't going to compare it to Sekiro. I just like the speed of Sekiro more. That's and true. I understand I'm playing a different game. Um, but like compared to like Final Fantasy 15. I prefer the entire experience of Final Fantasy 15 over Final Fantasy 7 Remake so far, um, especially gameplay-wise. But I still like Final Fantasy 7. I think I feel like Final Fantasy 7 feels more strategic so far. Um, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of like lame enemies that you can just kill by bashing them, but when you get to certain like mini bosses and even bosses. You can't just hold the square button down and go, I'm just going to wait for him to get yeah. staggered. Like, you uh, have nope. to use your brain. Um, I do like uh, that I can, while I'm controlling my character completely, and you can even switch to the other characters in your party, um, I do like that you have the ability in this action game to then stop and review your menu and go, okay, what strategy should I use next? And it reminds me of this amazing Star Wars game, Dragon Age <laughs> Inquisition. Where hey, uh, hang on, hang on. I got a song for this. Hang on. I love it because it's trash. Oh, I love trash. Where you have this nonstop action, but you also have like a basically a strategy menu and also even like a view, a vantage point for you to think things through so you're not just pressing down a button. So that was the same thing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. So overall, I like the combat. I do like it. My issues are it's very slow, not really the combat, because they kind of put you in this little area. I did have a problem. I don't know if you guys have this problem. I didn't like the camera, how it was set up at all. I actually had to go in the menu and move back both cameras, the combat camera and then just the regular camera it starts you on one i moved it to the highest which is three which is coming out basically you're saying it's yeah i just zoomed out a little bit because it was so zoomed in that while i was fighting i'm like i can't see anybody around me so i could be fighting one enemy and other enemies could be bashing on me and i couldn't even see them because the camera's like choked up on me so i haven't changed that setting but i feel like the lock-on is pretty well designed in this and even if you're not clicking r3 to lock on it still auto locks on so i have felt that it, it hasn't been an issue but i'm maybe I'm, i might want to zoom out in combat because i have noticed a few times that i'm like whoa where is everything it's a little too close in combat only so i'm with well, you i didn't, it, didn't the thing that. that i've i've noticed the most is like i'll be looking at like i i mainly am playing as cloud i mean you could switch between characters and depending on certain situations you have to um yeah. but like i'll notice my hp is a little lower because like i'm not actually noticing that i'm getting pelted by bullets from some sort of turret or something because like you want to block those but if you're not actually seeing them and you're hacking at some enemy in front of you or you're trying to do um uh the counter move or something you're not paying attention to you know everything that's going around you but like derek said i didn't even actually realize you can move the camera back a bit so that's pretty yeah. useful yeah i'm gonna have to move the camera back a little bit I, yeah. the blocking is an interesting one because when you think about an action game like whether it's Sekiro or or Assassin's Creed Odyssey or whatever it is, it's all about the timing of when you hit block or when you hit parry. It's that moment yeah. of 
of making sure that you stagger them so that way you can unload a bunch of attacks. This doesn't work that way. It's more about you know damage is coming. You can't yeah. you can you can dodge, but the dodge isn't all that amazing in this game. That was my big complaint about the the game is they have dodge, but there's plenty of times that I know I successfully dodged. I watched them roll out of the way, but for whatever reason that hit but was already registered. Don't you have to use the um the uh, there's like a super dodge that you can you can um materia that you can actually put on one of your weapons or your armor. Well, there's that if you want to do a great attack, a strong attack after yeah. the dodge. Oh, it's, a pretty good, it's a pretty good move um, if you dodge a lot. But then the block is essentially saying, I know damage is coming in. I'm just going to lower that damage, and you can actually – there's some materia and some abilities you can get to lower it even further, which is cool. Um, but it all, but basically the idea there is to build up your action – your little AP meter. That way you can take some sort of action. So yeah. as I've as I've adjusted the way I'm thinking about it, I have to think about it less and less like other action RPGs I've played where it's all about blocking and parrying. And it's it's not like that. It's it's a little different. The idea is you have to it's almost like managing how much damage you're gonna take and when and have you built up your ability meter enough to go ahead and fire off a spell or use an item or whatever you're gonna do. So I, as I'm getting adjusted to it, I'm really digging it. Also you can control cloud the entire time if you want to, but in that little pause menu, as Derek said, you can quickly switch to your other characters that are another and that are in your party and have them fire off a spell or an ability or something like that, um, which is also helpful. There have been other times when I've switched over to Tifa, for example, just to do because some of her punches in that uppercut are really strong. Yeah. And so I've switched over to her just to take out a few enemies as well, but. It's um it's yeah it's a certain ratio like in my the way that I'm looking at this game like RPG to action it, pretty much when I think of an action RPG the main thing that I go to is Kingdom Hearts it's it's an action game that has menus which then to me is what dictates it as being the RPG not so much the stats there you go. but yeah. it's it's an action game that has menus that you could then like cycle through and do abilities that's, so that's this fair. is this yeah. is kind of along the lines of that, but it's more strategic than Kingdom Hearts. Like, there's more. It's almost like 60/40. It's like 60% uh, action, 40% RPG, as opposed to Kingdom Hearts being like maybe like 20/80 or 90/10 or something. Yeah. Like, yep, there's yep. definitely more strategy. You have to think a bit more. Use your potions a little more. Um, well, and use that accessibility. I thought that was just a dumb yeah. side quest, and I wanted to get some experience or money for it. When I actually assessed them, like, for example, the guard dogs, I was having trouble with them for some reason. I'm like, man, they hurt me a lot before I kill them. Well, that's just because you have to do certain things to stagger them properly. And then once they're staggered, dude, you can take them out. You switch over to the punishment mode and just destroy them. Yeah, it's traditional RPG stuff. Like, this enemy is yeah. weak against fire. Yep. Use fire, builds up the stagger more, and takes them out faster. You know? Yeah, like Derek but... said, just spamming that square button. On some enemies, it'll work fine because that's their All weakness. Right. Right. Just, and other enemies, it's like, dude, you're barely going to hurt them. You have to, yeah. you've got to stagger them first, or you need to hit them with a fire spell first or something. So with that, um, with that, uh, assess ability, uh, you, it was that new character, Chadley. Chadley, yeah. which by the way, my Chadley. kids are watching me play this for a little bit. That's our favorite name. All of us are like, oh, Ch <laughs> Chadley. Oh. Chadley. He's got a little like weird future monocle too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would stick to doing it his requests because apparently you can unlock some pretty great materia even summoning materia through him that's so what just I've a heard. little tidbit you just can yep. kind of focus on on doing that and you can get some sweet stuff the first i got a question gives, about him the first because, one he gives you is the auto cure which is a nice one so if your yeah. side party character has cure and they've got enough magic points they'll automatically cast cure for whoever needs it 
throughout the battle. So, so that one's pretty helpful. The question is, if you go in and let's say I have Cure loaded on my Buster Sword, but I don't want Cure on me anymore, I want to move it to Tifa or something like that. So yeah. I want to put max HP or something. Does it, like, if you just go in there without going through Chadley, does it, like, destroy your material when you remove it? No, you have no, to. Chadley, Why does Chadley's... he tell you you have to pay him a hundred bucks to do something? No, that's, oh. um, that's the SP for your weapons. You yeah, can that's your, weapon your weapons now, which is new. So you can add stuff to your weapons to make them stronger. Add um, extra attributes like yep. higher magic, um, extra slots for your. Um, you can uh, get an extra slot on your sword or your armor. Material, or just the sword. It would be your weapon. So yeah, materia is just these little orbs that don't get destroyed. You equip them and you can move them to a different piece of equipment. Like I equipped the iron sword because I liked the triple slash move that it did, and I just moved all the materia over. I took cure off once I learned that ability because it's just, just similar to the old game. You can learn it and no longer need the materia to cast it anymore. You just know that ability now, and so I moved that over to so, yeah. So you can move those around all you want. The thing that Chadley will reset for you is the SP. Like Dan was talking about, and it kind of looks like galaxies. It's kind of weird. Like you have these little cores and then these things around them, and yeah. you can it just imp- it's supposed to be basically stats. Well, you still want to keep the materia on because the materia actually levels up. So like you start with cure, cura, curaga. Right. So you do right. want to keep it on you so you can keep leveling it up. And then I don't know yet because I haven't gotten there, but you can actually essentially max out the leveling of the material or at least back in the original one you would max out the level of the materia and it would essentially um give birth to a copy of that materia right and then you can essentially let start leveling up that new one so well they're not that expensive i mean the item shops and stuff can yeah, yeah. They, they sell you can get some of those it was basic a good way ones. it was a good way to make money like the all materia back in the original if you max that out you could sell that for like 1.5 million gil so that was like a good way to make money so. yeah yeah. Um, there are a couple little side games in this. I've only found one so far, but I know there's other little uh, mini games that are going to be included throughout the game. That's just the Final Fantasy way. I was hoping for some kind of card game because I've always liked their card games. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, I was hoping for that, but that's okay. Um, I did do the darts. I thought that was kind of fun, a fun little side yeah. mini game. And I was determined to get the highest score. It took me like 10 tries, but I eventually got it in seven throws. Um, by the way, if you're playing it, I recommend waiting because you basically you get two pulses of the circle to to make your throw mm. and the smaller the ring the more accurate your throw is so every every time just wait for that second pulse because that gives you time to adjust to exactly where it is and then you'll anyway and doing that gives you a free materia from wedge later i'll give you that it does it does um all right so we talked about combat we talked about visuals character and story a little bit i'm curious what you guys think as this game uh continues to be created so if you think about it as Final Fantasy VII, the overall experience is going to be larger than what we are experiencing now with Remake. Yeah. So what would you guys like to see Square do? I'll start with you, Dan, of course, because this is your <laughs> baby, man. This is your thing. It is. Uh, so what would you like to see Square do when it comes to part two of the remake? Would you like to see them churn out another one relatively quickly and keep a lot of the systems and visuals in place? Or are you okay with waiting because you want to see them do something similarly creative and new? And how would you like to see them approach the other entries in this thing? Well, they definitely put a lot of love and care into this. Like they, they had a separate developer. It was CyberConnect, the guys that do like the Naruto Ninja Storm games. They were doing this game. And then they said clearly like, that's not up to snuff. Like we're taking over. We're going to do this. Um, I want them to take their time because 
and obviously the joke with Square, you know, especially with Final Fantasy versus 13 becoming 15, that took like, what, a decade <laughs> at least to make. I don't think that's going to happen with part two and then however many parts is after that. I, I think three will be the max. Yeah, I think it'll we'll be see. a three-parter. I think, I think it'll, it'll be three-parter. Be three. Um, yeah. But I just, I really want them to have it be an open world. I don't want it to be like just like click uh, click a location and you just go there like I don't want that yeah. I want to physically go places yeah. I don't even care if it looks like some really cool like updated like version of what it was back then like that old type of world map they did that in Nino Kuni and I thought that that actually worked pretty well they had okay. like an old traditional style world map um I would still prefer kind of like what Derek said more like Final Fantasy 15 where it literally is a world that you roam around almost GTA style Okay. Um, they can even make it a little smaller. The open world, the you know, once you get out into the world in Final Fantasy VII, is pretty big, yeah. but a lot of it was taken up with useless space, right? Like water and there just wasn't land. really anything to do. I mean, right. now that being said, though, with what they've done literally with just Midgar, I can imagine what they would be able to do with an open world like that, adding yeah. different things. That's but... why I think going that 15 route, like Derek was saying earlier, is the smart way to do it. I think keep it open. That give you different areas to explore, forested areas, maybe a desert area. Like give us those, give us that variety that all of us really enjoy exploring with plenty of creatures I'm, to fight. Yeah, they I'm, got they got options. They can go the yeah. Final Fantasy 15 route because it would totally make sense, and they would be giving all of us a new experience as far as I mean, I expected they would make some changes, but they'd still be giving us a new experience compared to what a lot of people would expect the second part to be. They'd be yeah. like, all right, I've already played the first part. I know what it is, so I'm expecting more of the same. So for them to throw like a curveball and be like, no, this is a totally different experience, that would be super cool. But the other thing they could do is they could just do what Dan was saying and go, you know, we're going to stick to the overworld map being the same, where you're just basically moving through. There's nothing really to it because we really want to focus on making the more linear missions really detailed and we want to flesh out more so they could really do either one and i'd be okay i prefer i've already said it obviously the final fan fantasy 15 route in fact playing this game and talking about final fantasy makes me want to go back and play my pc playthrough of final fantasy 15 because i'm like that's the, the experience i prefer hmm. but I'm i actually I, I mentioned this earlier since we were comparing, I actually liked the combat in this one better than I did in 15. I enjoyed yeah. the 15 combat. I really did. Oh, but I'm, I'm enjoying the combat in this one a lot more. I love um, flying around everywhere. I loved it. Yeah. No, I, I think they're both really fun. They both have their upsides. But this one is just more up my alley. I just I really I like what they're doing. I wouldn't mind if they gave it more of that Monster Hunter approach where it's open area you know, down yeah. the road with part two and part three, that wouldn't bother me. You know, give me some areas that are like the big open fields where you can see the monsters you could attack if you want to off in the distance, whatever. That would be interesting. I don't necessarily need it to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey style open world where, you know, you see that mountain, you can go climb it. Like, I don't necessarily need it to be that extreme. If they do that, don't get me wrong, I'll be pumped and I'll love it. But I don't necessarily need that. I'm okay if they have, like Derek, you just described, really intensely and carefully designed smaller areas that you can jump to Mm -hmm. And so here's Midgar, and it's very in-depth, and you can go explore there. And here's this other village or this other city or this forest area, whatever it is, that are really in, uh, intently put together, very purposefully put together. I wouldn't mind that either. Here's my thing, though, is there, there's two pieces to, of this that have me 
only concerned for the future, by the way. I'm very happy with what they delivered with the remake. Let me be very clear. Yeah. I love what they did. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to see how this whole thing plays out. Love it. When I think about the future of this, though, I'm a little concerned that, number one, this might be all we get. There's part of me that wonders that, too. They didn't give it a part one. They, they've said it, but I just I wonder if this is all we're going to get mm. uh, at least any time soon. Like, could it be years from now when they finally well, go? They started development a part two. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I, I wonder how how long in between are we gonna have to wait, and yeah. will it feel like a totally different game? My personal preference would be allow me to carry everything over. I know that sounds crazy, but figure out a creative way to allow me to have a generally similar experience with the combat and my skills. Like, don't make me relearn Cure and Cura and Fire and Fyra again. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't necessarily want a totally different style of combat. Like, hey, for part two, we totally changed the way everyone fights. Like, that'd be weird, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think they need some kind of creative way to allow things to carry over into part two. The caveat there being, I think part two would need to come out sometime in the next two years for that to make any sense. If it's going to be longer than two years, then okay, might as well blow it all up and and rebuild it from the ground up again. As much as I've I've just kind of accepted what this is, again, a reimagining more than anything, that is the strange thing because nothing like this has been done. Like it's a, it's a JRPG that had an open world it's linear it's still linear though when you really think about it when you go back and you're like you're still going from one location to another you are right there's a world map but like it's linear Um, correct i mean there's optional areas to go to but optional doesn't necessarily equate equate open so i'm with you but like if they're doing say they do just do two more parts like splitting up a world map like whether it's the old way or like Derek's 15 Final Fantasy 15 way like that's just gonna it's gonna feel weird it's gonna feel disjointed I feel like yeah I don't I don't know how they can do it I don't I I don't know I mean unless the last part is like just this massive game where like this is like all of the information's on the disc and then it's like a 10 terabyte like download and like it's just everything together like just literally everything then I don't I don't know I, I honestly think what they're gonna do is Part two is going to be similar to this, relatively linear, but it's in a new area, right? Maybe it's got a combination of cities and open plains and whatever else. Um, But you're not going to be able to go back to Midgar. There's going to be no reason to because that part of the story is over. So now you're on to this next part. And then now you're on to the next part. I don't think any of these parts. you do go back to Midgar later on. I know you go back, but it's no longer the same. I think for what they're doing with this remake, they're going to wrap up the Midgar story. And outside of cutscenes. Or maybe a random mission. There's gonna be no re- like you're not gonna be able to go back and explore the slums again, and revisit all the. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't so think the, that's get, gonna there's happen. There's a specific mission later on in the game where it's um, oh god damn it, what is his name? Um, that's the mad scientist dude, Hoji. No, no, Hoji. There's the the, the guy oh, that's actually yeah, 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 yeah. Hoji, the one that he had. He's like got the ponytail and he's yeah. almost like a little hunched over. Yeah. Like they go back to Midgar. I'm pretty sure they actually parachute back into Midgar. That sounds and, right. And they go to kind of take him out essentially. So okay. that that will happen. I mean, Correct. obviously, depending on how they alter the story and add. But again, like, that could that could be very mission specific. I, that's oh, yeah, why no, I, sure. that's why I think the yeah, yeah. format that they have now, unless the game changes, because I'm only on chapter. Six, I think. I think there's like 18 chapters in this game. So I realize I have a ways to go. Yeah, so yeah. if you're listening to this and you're way ahead, maybe I sound like an idiot right now. But I don't think there's a point in this game later where you, other than revisiting a chapter, you can replay a chapter. That I get. 
Okay, you'll yeah, be able yeah. to go back and replay chapters. But it's not going to be an open world where you can just explore and travel from section to section right. in the city. No. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. And I have a feeling for parts two and three, it'll be similarly constructed, where it's here's the areas you're allowed to go through and the order you're going to go through them. And we've constructed this experience for you. I think if they do it that way, it allows for a more logical carryover of abilities and skills in some ways, potentially. It also allows them, I think, to develop these things with more speed. Because if you try to do a full-on open world, I do think it'll be like the PlayStation 6 till we see this thing wrap up. <laughs> so mean, Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I feel like... I don't know. I honestly don't think they're going to do any sort of like, oh, I'm, I have my cure materia that I've maxed out and have another copy of like I'm carrying that over. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. You think they'll honest. kind of reset everybody? I mean, I, that just makes the most sense to me. But then it, it is kind of annoying because then it's like, so I'm starting over level one, even though I was level they got to do something for those players who aren't going to play part one but they want to jump into part two. Yeah, it's like, uh, think about major expansions on the MMO. Like, I remember back in, my, in my WoW days when they released the Dark Knight class, you could just jump into WoW for the first time and just have a level 55 Dark Knight character or whatever they were called mm -hmm. uh, to start playing. So I could see them doing something like that if you don't have a, file, a, a save file to carry over. Boom, you're at this certain level. And I wouldn't be opposed to that. And maybe yeah. not everything carries over. Maybe here are the things you can bring over from that game. Your level number or, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah. maybe there's certain things you can bring over, but not everything. It would just be a little weird to do it Batman style where you start a Batman game and all of a sudden, boom, all your powers are removed again. <laughs> and you got to go unlock all your gadgets again. So, sure. I don't know. I wouldn't prefer that, to... but. It would have to recognize your save, though, so they, they would have to set that up where, I mean, obviously we're going to the next gen. It, it would have to be like your PS5 knows you have these PS4 saves, yeah. specifically in this case Final Fantasy VII Remake Part right. 1, and be right. like, oh, I see that you have that save file. Like, here's some stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yep. So yep. it's going to be interesting. I, I honestly don't know if they 100% know what they're doing with that yet. I mean, they started development, but who knows which parts – what they right. figured out because yeah, by the end of this game i assume i'm gonna have all kinds of summons and super strong magic and crazy abilities and, and all my characters will and then part two we go on the open world we finally leave midgar and everyone's back to basic attack and fire like, and that's what's yeah. funny because like shiva and ifrit for example which you get in this game you don't get until like uh, later i mean not like super late but like you know not where you're you're not getting them in midgar in the original so. oh gotcha Right. Yeah, but they they added that in there so you can have so they could be like, hey, we do have summons in the game. Like, yeah, here you go. So I'm curious to see how they end up tackling the future of this thing. But for right now, we've got plenty to enjoy with Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I think it's a success in pretty much every sense oh, of yeah. the word. It had potential to crash and burn. It had potential to really do things the wrong way. And I think they've done a very careful and loving recreation of one of the most beloved games that's out there. Seven is never my favorite Final Fantasy game, but I've always liked it a lot. I've always, maybe even loved it in some cases. I put a lot of time into it, and uh, playing this remake has been a blast for me, even as someone who played it, and it's probably like my fourth favorite Final Fantasy game. It's not even up at the top of my list, but yeah. now I'm liking it so much more. I wonder if, when I finish this, if I go back and play the old one, now I can kind of, in my mind, fill in the gaps, and the story will feel that much better. You know, I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea, but... Um, anyway, yeah, this... overall, uh, I really like it. Uh, it's probably my favorite new game I've played this year. Yeah. So far. Um, 
but we'll see if that holds up throughout the game and if that uh, and if that sticks because I do need to go back and finish Doom Eternal, which I'm slowly but surely working my way through. But yeah, um, Derek, you said that you you like it but don't love it. Are, is this a game that you're like, no, I'm going to keep playing it, or are you just going to give it a little more time and then move on to something else? No, I'm going to. I want to I wanna see it through to the end. And I'll probably even, I don't know if I'll go back and play it, but I'll definitely download like, when we get off here. I'll download Final Fantasy VII on my PS4, see where I'm at, because I know I got pretty far. And I might just even finish that too. But mm-hmm. it's just right now, um, between playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Secure, all that stuff, going into this and again i appreciate the story i appreciate them trying to flesh out the characters but i do find you guys like the characters more than i do i think cloud's funny because he's pretty much how i act with girls <laughs> uh, especially like girls like jesse it's like okay you're you're a bit much but like <laughs> but like the other characters like i was making fun of daniel i'm like yeah he's this wedge character i'm like that's daniel like this just obnoxious overly oh, eager sony pony like shut Dude, up that that actor has been in like i recognize his voice right away i don't remember his name but he was in stuff like breaking bad like i've seen him in and other stuff so they've spot on voice for sure oh, by yeah, the great. way biggs is not only does he look like charlie sheen but the actual voice <laughs> he actor, sounds like charlie like, sheen he totally yeah. does he's, he's my least favorite for sure um, I don't find him to be obnoxious, though. Like, he well, not obnoxious. Stupid, but he doesn't, he he doesn't is... seem as natural as the other ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he stands, like, on anything. Like, he kind of just, he seems almost like a follower. Like, hey, whatever you guys say, I'll do it. You know? But overall, I like the party. And I get the fact that I played the original Final Fantasy VII not too long ago. I remember how fair it is. Like, even in that game. He's like over the top stupid, like aggressive and stupid. He says such cheesy, cheesy lines and Just stuff. A, like a ridiculous temper. So he doesn't bother me because I understand that they're just remaking him the way he was, but just you know, modern, making it a little more modern. But like some of the other characters, I'm just like, okay, you're a little bit much. And the dialogue's pretty cheesy. Like some of it, like when they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> So but that's just 19. so an, that's just an, it's just it's Japanese versus Western, men, uh, you know, approaches know. and that, like, yeah, because yeah. even yeah. Persona 5 does that. There's moments. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you're in like a castle. Monster Hunter World does that, too, where they're all like, yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just a very Japanese versus Western thing. It's you know. but everyone except for Cloud, he, he's everything that happens. He's like, oh, my God. I know. Is <laughs> Cloud is literally me. It's just like, hey. This it's, is exactly how I'd react to everything. It's so yeah, weird, though, because I, I swear Cloud, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if there's, the dialogue makes it kind of, like, muddled, and it's like I'm I'm not really thinking of it correctly. But, like, even though you're reading the words of the original, I just, I don't feel like it's quite what he was. I feel like he was a little more, like, I don't know what the word is, but he wasn't so, like, oh, like, I'm, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like, he didn't have that kind of edge to him, I feel like. I don't know if I just read the words weird and in my head he was a certain style of person, but I I think they've got like I think what your issue is is probably like his tone, but he he did like he was like you even read it off. 
in the original one, he was very like, this is business, this is business. Just pay me, yeah, where's my money? Well, sure. But, like, towards everything so far, I'm only in the end of chapter four, so I'm, like, five hours in, five, six hours in. He starts to loosen up, yeah. Yeah. He starts, that's what I was going to say. So he starts off by, like, being very, very, uh, just, like, rude to everybody. Like, there's this old lady that's like, you be nice to her, and blah, 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 and he's just like, shut up, you know, basically. (laughs) Um, Well, at the end of chapter four, there's a part where they're checking out Wedge's butt to make sure he's okay yeah, after the yeah, dog yeah. bite, and and Jesse even smacks him, and, and yeah. that makes Cloud kind of chuckle. She's like, "Oh, was that a smile right there?" I like those kind of moments because you that can. Chapter was so has bad. a moment. Where she's like, she's like, "You're so different. You've changed so much from when when we used to know each other." Yeah. But and, and and it was a an intimate moment between her and him in in the in the room, and she's like, "But I can see you like basically loosening up. I can tell you're yeah. like." You're relaxing a little bit. But you know what else bothers me is how many times is freaking this guy going to have hot chicks in his room and not make a move? Like, what is going on? I'm sitting there going, he's a soldier. Hey, I'm, I'm offering. I'm he's a offering. soldier. He's focusing on his mission. I'm offering right yeah. now. You're Let's a whore. Go. You're, just a, you're a dirty whore. So if, Je- <laughs> if Jesse were to say to you, Derek, make sure you come back to my room later tonight for the full thank you. And you get there and she hands you a materia and you're like, you'd be like, what is this? <laughs> like I'm gonna give you more than material, girls. Yeah, put the material up in your warmer. Oh, okay. All right. No, he's gonna give her some pee pee up. <laughs> there you go. Pee pee up. All right. Well, overall, I'm totally digging this game, and we need to turn this show off so I can go play it some more. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna jump right back onto it because I was playing it right before you you texted us and you're like, hey, you all almost ready? And yeah. I'm I'm wanting to go back on it. Yeah. yeah, there's I, some cool I, moments. The missions that, that if you just finished four, there's some really cool moments as things start to shift in five, six, and seven. So anyway, it's getting it's getting really good. You all, before we get off, I think my biggest issue is, and again, like I said, I understand what they're trying to do, build up the characters, build up the world, blah, blah, blah. Does it get a little bit faster? Because I feel like it's very slow. Like I did all the side missions. Those were dumb. But I did them just to like level yeah. up, and mm-hmm. and, right, and yeah, yeah. I was just like, these are really dumb. Fetch so you haven't quests. done chapter. Well, you said you did the bike section, so you did that whole thing, right? I just got back basically from that mission. Yeah, that mission I was did. off, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I like yeah. that. I no, there's more. some crazier stuff with the Dementor type things. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, we didn't even like, get into that. Are those new? Because I don't remember those from the old game at all. <sighs> I mean, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that they kind of discussed about, like, that's the, that was something that was missing from the original that they were going to, like, flush out. Cause, yeah. like, there's they that look cut- just like Harry Potter Dementors. Well, there's that cutscene of that individual. Well, they meet that uh, – he yes. finds that individual with the tattoo, and then it shows that cutscene. So it's yes. like I think that's connected to what those are, but I don't, I think so too. I don't quite know if they're – the ancients which is yep. part of the civilization which is the whole thing but well there's some cool stuff too coming up derek where avalanche for the most part thinks they're operating super sneaky and then they've got these plans but um you start to discover that like well the the big bads aren't as unaware as they may seem and yeah. there's a lot of manipulating going on so it's it's i'm intrigued by the direction they're going um, yeah, yeah so i i don't know that speeding up is the right word there there's a whole train section coming up not too far from where you are that yeah i think things move pretty quick in that section so i, I think well, you'll speaking you'll... of the train i love that like the very i'm like walking through and i just grazed this girl and she said something like 
back off me or something like that. So then I hovered over. I took a screenshot. <laughs> over. What is she, wrong? With and, I, and I just kept standing there like this over her. And she kept saying to me, don't you get it? Don't you get the signs? Like, move along. And I was just like, I kept bumping her booty. Oh, my god! Just for hours, for hours and hours. Such a, such a predator, even in the video game world. Yikes. Yeah. This oh is um gosh. this is special though for sure. Like so, nothing like this other than Resident Evil 2 remake has existed, but this is an RPG so it's like this whole vast thing. Yeah. I'm just I'm very happy that What's really cool too is that people who have never played it before I think could jump in and kind of like, "Oh, this is oh, a yeah. steampunk universe and there's some interesting characters and there's a mystery yeah. happening and it's I'm a, a like for the gaming world, like I saw somebody and again, I know you're gonna see this and if you go in any group, I saw somebody saying, like, this is lazy, all these remakes and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Like you're focusing on the remake and all that stuff and saying it's lazy because they're just reselling you something they already created. But not only are they re-imaging it, but they're recreating it for an entire new audience. Like totally. there are a ton of gamers who have heard nothing but great things about Resident Evil 2, 3, and, and Final Fantasy 7, and now they're getting to experience it in a totally different way. So in a modern do, way. Yeah, in a modern way, in a totally different way, that if they if it piques in their interest, they can at least go, well, maybe I'll check out the yep. original Final Fantasy 7. I heard about it, I thought about it, I've seen it and been like, nah, but now that I've played it and I'm experiencing the story, I'm getting to know the characters, I kind of want to go back and see how this whole thing plays out and then i can plot buy part two i think we're lucky no i don't want every game to come out in the future to be a remake or something like that but to call it lazy and stuff like that's stupid you're giving fans oh, this is the opposite of lazy man like in 10 years and in, in 10 years if they announced like the witcher 3 remake and they redid like because gaming is going to change again and they remade it into a modern way you think I would be like, that's so lazy. The game was perfect back then. No, bring on yeah. something new. I mean, it's, something it's not that different from a TV show or a movie. Like, I remember back in the day, I'd seen some old episode of Battlestar Galactica from back in the 80s or whenever that came out, 70s. Really not a good show. Pretty dumb show. And then they rebooted it in the 2000s. Yeah. And I would say that show is actually really cool. Same similar idea of the story with the Cylons and all this stuff, but it's just it's totally dead. reimagined. And they some of the characters that were male are now they cast it as a female character this time. And there's a reason for that because of certain connections they wanted to make. And so I think it's possible to enjoy both. Also, I never would have enjoyed the original Battlestar Galactica. It was too dated. It was too cheesy. The effects were awful. You can say the same thing about Final Fantasy VII. Some folks won't be able to go back to that PS1 visual and really enjoy it they'll be like it's fine but boy is it ugly and it's hard to look at i can't keep Notice playing i it. didn't say go back to resident don't go back to resident no don't go back. <laughs> yeah Re resident evil 2 yeah. remake is the definitive version. that's the way to play re2 yeah. i cannot go back yeah actually all right well that'll wrap us up for this week thank you guys for taking time to nerd out about some final fantasy 7 and some derek modding on his pc you're becoming quite the pc nerd over there before you know it i'm gonna have to have you right. build me one well, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm probably going to buy me like a gaming chair. I'm going to do, like, it's funny because I'm not copying Dan Phillips. He's in our, in our group and he's been on our show before. Uh, well, maybe not this show. I don't know. But anyways, but him and I at the same time were doing this stuff. In fact, I saw his post and then I messaged him. I'm like, here's the monitors I'm looking at and stuff like that. And we just started talking back and forth, and now we're talking about gaming chairs. He just bought a gaming chair, and I'm looking at 
a similar one, but a little bit bigger. So it's more comfortable. So I'm liking setting up my, having my own area. I don't, I'm probably not going to buy a desk. I'll probably keep the table I have and then just set up like multiple mo monitors, one of 4k one, this 144 Hertz. So yeah, I'm liking the PC gaming, but also I like that I can bring my consoles over here and they look I'm, t I'm not exaggerating. I think if you guys saw what I'm playing Final Fantasy on, you'd be like, this is a really crisp, clean, yeah. beautiful yeah. picture for this game. Nice. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, such such a nerd. Speaking of nerds, actually, real quick, I just want to correct myself. I said Hoji earlier, and I'm just ashamed of myself. It's uh, Hojo. Professor not a, Hojo. Not a single person gave it. Professor Hojo. Yeah. Well, Phew. you are not forgiven. That is not okay. I, I corrected myself, though. I. It's, yeah. Did you... Did you want to go ahead and let Dan know the news now that we're letting you go? We we'd actually already talked in private. Yeah, as soon as you said that earlier, if he makes one more mistake, yeah, we've been texting go. back and forth, and we're like, "Did you hear him say Hoji? Oh my gosh!" Okay. You're All right, dudes. You guys have a good week. All of you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, share the show, like it if you get the chance to go on iTunes and give us a review. That'll help us to grow the show and help it show up in search results and all that stuff. So. Thank you very much. And that does it for this episode. We'll see you. All right. Well, had a good well. run. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out. <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. <laughs> <laughs>